Hello, and thank you for joining us for today's discussion. We're going to talk about green technology and how it can help us to recover from the coronavirus recession and provide quality, sustainable jobs. Green tech can transform our economy, creating a zero waste circular system that addresses climate change while looking after the needs of workers and communities. We're not trying to provide definitive answers today or make policy suggestions, but we will be talking to some experts and hearing their thoughts on this emerging field. My name is Walton Pantland. I am from the communications department at Industrial Global Union. Industrial represents 55 million workers around the world in the mining, energy and manufacturing sectors. And green tech will shape the lives of many of our members over the coming years. Here to discuss this with us, we have Matthias Hartwig, who's in charge of the mechanical engineering sector at Industrial, Kan Matsuzaki, who covers ICT, electrical and electronics, and gender coordinator, Amel Sebi. Thank you all for joining us. Green tech offers us a future worth fighting for, but this is not something that will happen automatically. You know how the saying goes, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. As trade unions, we need to be part of the discussion to shape the future. We need a just transition that makes sure that workers' needs are taken care of. But first, Matthias, can you tell us what's happening in your sector and what you mean by green tech? Are we talking about wind turbines and electronic vehicles? Uh, thank you very much, Walton, to give uh, us the opportunity to have this exchange today. Well, actually, I would like to start by saying or referring to the concept of sustainability as it was developed already in the 1980s. And uh, as you might remember, I just repeat something which is which should be known. Sustainability is referring to three dimensions. It's the social dimension, the economical dimension and the ecological dimension. And only if those three pillars are all equally strong, then uh, a future in sustainability is guaranteed. And to remind you, the German word for sustainability, Nachhaltigkeit, comes from the forestry. Uh, and, and the original saying is, uh, don't harvest more wood in one year than grows at the same time. So if we look into a definition of, of green tech, that's a little bit blurry still. It's, 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 it's a process more than a fixed definition. But one thing I think we can already say green tech is um, is everything every technology every industry that serves to promote one or several of the 17 sustainable development goals as they have been defined by the un in 2015 and to make it a little bit more specific we're talking here about clean water and sanitation affordable and clean energy and that is referring to the turbines as you started with uh, industry innovation and infrastructure come on top, responsible consumption and production and climate action. So when we talk about um, mechanical engineering, more specifically, we are talking, as a matter of fact, partly about wind energy generators, water turbines, solar energy generators. That's, that's for the energy side. But we are also talking about other forms of energy generation, machinery and tools. And we are talking about uh, more than just energy, because green tech uh, contributes to the concept of cradle to cradle instead of cradle to grave. So 
the circular economy, so to say. Um, and, and the cornerstones are less resource consumption via recycling and reuse, more efficient use of resources via a better efficiency, less maintenance work, less friction, less lubrication necessary, or to put it all together, rather smart products like self-maintenance, auto-diagnosis of, uh, of generators, of, of uh, installations. And this is only covering the green side of what is needed. I mean, mechanical engineering deliver, delivers in conjunction with other sectors, as we will see, especially when Khan uh, uh, will jump in. But we, we are talking about the energy and the access to affordable electricity is one of the core questions in the 21st century. I mean, there is no smartphone, there is no computer, there is no uh, um, digitization running without electricity. So we are talking about electricity on the one hand, and that's, for example, something not the same as energy, because today the vast majority of the generated energy is heat, not electricity. And we are talking about our neighboring sectors, electronics, ICT, the new aggregates, the new machinery needs other steering components. We're talking about um, IT uh, systems, and we're talking about the fact that companies are working in both sectors. Um, and just the other day, I saw an example that, for example, for the no new gigantic uh, offshore wind energy uh, plants, companies from the energy sector, from the energy generating sector, and even from the cement sector are working together in order to produce new technologies. And all this can be seen as green tech. And it's also referring to the base materials uh, when it comes to greenhouse gas, gas reduction and new means of transportation. I'm not only talking or not even mostly talking about electric vehicles. I'm rather talking about whole new concepts of uh, transportation. So there are to, to summarize, there are actually two dimensions, at least in the mechanical engineering sector. And the one is mechanical engineering delivers the technology, the green technology for all the uh, following industries um, like wind turbines, etc. But also mechanical en energy uh, uses green technologies in order to design new and other production processes. Problem is, I think, um, that we need we need to take care of how is it used, and I will leave it at this point here because we started now with this. What is green tech? And I think there is a lot to say also by Khan and Armel, but we certainly will have to discuss also the connected problems and possible solutions. Thank you, Matthias. That, that's very comprehensive and you certainly opened up my understanding of what we mean by, by green tech. Um, can Matthias' sector makes the machines. Your sector includes companies making computer chips, microprocessors and uh, other electronic equipment. So what's, what's your perspective? Yeah, thank you, Walton. So my sector, uh, ICT electrical electronic sector, is quite a unique sector, I would say, because ICT is not making product, but they are actually providing you know, programs and also the solution uh, for the green technology, which is heavily related to renewable energy sector. And electrical sector, they are making also, um, how do you say, the power generator 
and wind turbines, and also solar uh, um, power uh, in the panels. And also electronic sector, of course, uh, you know, electronic sector is actually producing the electric, electronics equipment uh, to support and the growth of the green technology and also uh, renewable energy. And I see uh, this green technology is one of the, um, the future uh, for our manufacturing sector and create sustainable job. Uh, here's one example, because uh, since green technology is heavily related to renewable energy sectors, and there's one uh, research saying that um, renewable energy creates new jobs 12 times faster than any other segment of the economy. And that is 20% of annual growth and a total of 4.5 million jobs in the United States alone. So I think this is a very good point that then this research shows that this uh, green technology would definitely have a sustainable future uh, for our you know, industry. And as you know, this uh, COVID-19 crisis, uh, which created uh, you know, the economic turmoil, and which led, uh, you know, actually, uh, you know, the price of the oil and gas, the fossil fuels has uh, gone down. So this is not good news for, uh, you know, the, when we talk about how we invest renewable energy in the future uh, by using green technology. But I would say uh, we are the trade union movement. You know, we always want sustainable jobs for the future. And also we need to achieve, as Matthias said, you know, uh, sustainable development goals. And we need to create, uh, you know, the decent work uh, in those sectors. So I would say uh, one of the trade union job is that we need concrete industrial policy to motivate our policymakers, all the nations to aggressively invest, you know, green technology and renewable energy. And that's where uh, we see the future organizing opportunity. So um, I stop for this now, but I would say um, this green technology has a quite good, um, how do you say, the possibility for the future. So that um, uh, the, the international trade union movement can, can get really, really get involved in the policy making process. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. It's, it's clear that green tech also incorporates industry 4.0 and the shift from blue collar to white collar work. And clearly in the future, we're not gonna need as many strong men to pound steel and carry heavy weights because we'll have machines that do that. So I wonder what that means for the gender makeup of our workplaces. Is this an opportunity for more women to get highly skilled, well-paid jobs? Amel, you're our gender coordinator. What do you think? First of all, I want to say that I'm very happy to participate in this discussion because it will enable also to get a gender perspective in this issue of green tech. And uh, I think it's, it's a good opportunity. So, well, women benefiting uh, automatically from new technologies in terms of uh, getting highly skilled and well-paid job, it's not automatic, actually. Um, because what we see today, uh, when we look at the presence of women in science, technology, and engineering and mathematics jobs, we uh, usually call them STEM jobs. 
well, what we see is that the, the woman's presence is very low. Uh, embedded social and cultural norms and also stereotypes and behavior are barriers for women, uh, are barriers that prevent actually women of joining and staying in these, in these jobs, uh, technological or engineering jobs. And uh, so we, we should really be aware that um, wor women working in STEM jobs, uh, for them, the, the workplace is very different than for men. And uh, it is why the proportion of women is, is uh, among high-skilled jobs in technology or in engineering is quite low. And it is particularly true for engineering and computer, uh, computer science and, and ICT. So uh, what we see is like women would drop out from this uh, science, technology or engineering mathematics uh, discipline in a very disproportionate numbers uh, during their higher education or in the transition to the world of work or even in the career. And it's why it is important for trade unions to, to really address this. Women would face in engineering or in, in ICT or computer science, uh, glass sailing, uh, wall, uh, glass walls. So they are often, uh, they often choose and they also often chosen to occupy more generalist and less technical or lower management position. So it, um, it creates a gender pay gap in, this, uh, in these sectors. Uh, women will, less, uh, will earn uh, less than, than their colleagues. We, and then also one of the main barriers for the women who are working in these sectors and why they would leave actually engineering or technological jobs uh, is because they would face a constant conscious and unconscious sexism. Uh, what we see is like STEM uh, jobs are very male dominated. So they feel isolated. They are in, a, in, a, in an atmosphere of, I mean, there is a, some kind of macho culture in, uh, in these jobs. Uh, and uh, so they would face conscious and unconscious uh, sexism on a daily basis, like uh, jokes, behavior or comments that would uh, undermine actually women's work or question the capacity, the competency and would isolate them and preventing them to evolve in these, uh, in these technological and in, these, in their careers. So if we really want women to benefit from these uh, uh, green and new technology, uh, trade unions have an important role to play. They should ensure that women would enjoy equality of opportunity and chances and also equality of treatment in, uh, in these sectors. And uh, otherwise, the gender gaps that, we've, that I've been mentioning now will just worsen. And the women will be the big losers of these changes that we, have, uh, we are now um, seeing. And uh, they will not have access to decent, uh, to decent work. So um, we had a, a women's conference last November, industrial organizer, World Women Conference. And the women in this conference uh, addressed actually this, uh, this issue of women in these, um, in these technological or engineering jobs. And what they insisted, they really make a call for trade unions to organize, protect, and defend women's rights in these sectors. This should be a priority for these uh, unions. And they should really try to, um, one specific aspect, which is very fundamental, is the long life learning programs. So uh, you were mentioning Industry 4.0, and actually Industry 4.0 have 
has a very different impact on women and, and men, and with women having less access to training than men because they would have less time because they've got this double burden. They would have to go back to home and, and take care of the family and the housework. So it's one aspect on which trade unions should really insist. And, um, and also maybe the, the aspect of work-life balance to try to really defend a better work-life balance because many times women would not be able to, uh, uh, jobs in technology or as engineers uh, is very not very flexible for these women. So they would have to leave these careers. So these were the aspects uh, that I wanted to, to highlight and then I will go back to other later on, but it just, we also, we all often present these new technologies and well, green technology and uh, associated with new technology to um, a good opportunity for women in the future. But actually it could be also a trap if uh, trade unions, uh, if women would not enjoy this uh, equal opportunity and equal treatment in this sector. And it's why it's very important to highlight the, important, the, the role of trade unions to really uh, try to contribute to reverse this, uh, this trend. Thank you, Amel. Uh, that's, that's really interesting. And in fact, everyone has brought um, quite different, but also I think uh, complementary perspectives to, to this discussion. And it's quite interesting to see how they, they fit together. I don't think that we, we've quite reached a, a, a place of, of accord and complete agreement yet, but I'd be curious to hear how you respond to, to each other. Um, Matthias and Can, mm. what do you think of what Armel has said, or, or what do you think of your, your, your different sectors? What, what is the role that you play? Well, what, 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 I, what I must say, and here I agree with Armel, um, green tech is a huge chance for good and better jobs. I mean, but one of the issues that we have is, it's not a self-goer. You know, green tech will come, but it's not self-evident or it's not just like um, green tech is, 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 is changing the world to the good because it is neutral. It is in a way gender neutral. And if there is already an imbalance, the imbalance could be perpetuated. So green tech goes hand in hand also with digitization. That's what uh, Khan already mentioned. And so far, Green tech is blind in a sense for questions like social justice, reducing inequalities, fighting against poverty, gender equality, quality education and fair working conditions. So, so that's where trade unions and, and even on a global scale, not you know, no trade union in the future will be able to solve this locally or plant wise or company wise or country wise, because the, the multinational corporations are dominating these technologies. And that means they are not respecting country, country borders or uh, uh, collective bargaining agreement borders. So it's up to the trade unions on global scale to force them to transfer the green tech into a better future also for the workforce. And so far, green tech puts a totally new dimension into the whole concept of just transition as we have discussed over the last years. And so far, I would say green tech delivers to the ecological dimension of sustainability concept, but it's blind for the social dimension. And in so far, that's our task to, to work here. And um, our core goals remain the same, whether it's new technology or old technology, it's fair working conditions, it's proper wages, and it's the use of, for the society and the employees, not only for capital. So I would say our kind of general slogan could be 
make green jobs good jobs and uh, that is that is a huge challenge and um, and in so far i think trade unions will be at least as necessary if not even more necessary than they have been in the past yeah can i can i oh no sorry can if you no go ahead omel please to jump on what matthias has said uh and i think to do so like trade unions to really play this important role of making green jobs good jobs, I think it will require maybe for the trade union to reflect on what, uh, what is needed for them to remain credible and relevant to the present and the future members. And it is on, it is on this aspect that uh, in the women's conference, a woman insisted and said, if, uh, if the unions um, want to really uh, address uh, the these, uh, these future challenges and, uh, and be, um, be viable, I would say, to, to, to be able to survive to all these changes and really uh, address all these, um, the, the risk of not having a good quality jobs in the future, they, these trade unions need also to be uh, more representative maybe and more inclusive and be able to represent uh, the future uh, workforce. So the young people, the women, and, and for this, this would mean also that uh, this would be inclusive at all level. And uh, I'm, I'm talking on the, on the gender equality aspect. There should be more women represented in all the levels of the unions. So we are sure that when trade unions will uh, uh, address uh, new technologies and, and the risk that can represent for the workforce, they will really take into account the needs of the woman. And so the woman will be, who can identify themselves to these trade unions, uh, we, we can call them trade unions, uh, 4.0 trade unions. And um, so I think it's very important also as unions that we, uh, not only we, we take this opportunity to make these jobs uh, good jobs, but also we cannot do that if we do not reflect internally of what does that mean for us as trade union, also internally for our structures and of our way of communicating and using these new technologies in organizing uh, labor force. I'd like to jump in here um, that uh, I think this is a very interesting point. Um, uh, as I explained, I mean, everybody understand that this green technology industry uh, or renewable energy industry is keep continuing to grow in, in, in the long term uh, span. But at the same time, uh, so the old technology or non green technology industry, or maybe fossil fuel uh, industry uh, will be shrinking. Then this uh, the non-green uh, technology industry and also fossil fuel uh, industry, it is men-oriented industry, actually. So when we talk about uh, you know, just transition, these men workers who are working in those traditional uh, industry will lose job in the future. So uh, then we are now saying that uh, you know, we need to have uh, you know, equal opportunity uh, to the, uh, you know, the, the, the green technology uh, or, you know, the renewable, uh, that new, uh, you know, energy industry. So 
as a trade union, our job is uh, you know, how to achieve just transition uh, for our members who will lose job. We will negotiate with the management, we will negotiate with the government to set up, you know, a reskill those workers, especially those main workers who actually will lose a job in from this traditional uh, you know, industry. Then we need to give a prioritize uh, to uh, priority to them to to move to a new industry after reskilling them. So in that case, you know, if we talk about uh, you know, ratio between men and women and how we should focus on the dust transition uh, from the old industry to new industry, naturally speaking, I would say the ratio should, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the ratio itself, the men workers should, should uh, will be bigger portion uh, in the, uh, who will be rescued. But at the same time, uh, I think uh, you know you mentioned uh, the STEM STEM women workers. Uh, I think this green technology industry or the renewable energy industry creates more and more STEM uh, the jobs in the future than non-green uh, job or the you know or the traditional uh, fossil fuel uh, industry. So I think that is the way that uh, you know the women actually uh, the green technology. Uh, and also renewable energy uh, will create more and more women job in the STEM industry, I think, you know, because uh, we need definitely more ICT pro programmer and we will definitely need more IT solution uh, uh, to support uh, this green technology. And we will definitely uh, need more and more women who are actually doing maintenance job uh, in the wind energy or solar uh, power energy, which is less, how do you say, less physically uh, the power required than before. Because if you think about the you know, oil and gas industry or the mining industry, uh, in the, the, the traditional work style is actually the physical power is required. But now the green technology requires less physical power uh, if we talk, you know, I mean, so installation of the solar power, installation of wind energy is much more, you know, uh, gender free, I would say. So I think, uh, you know, uh, this green technology and renewable energy, which will create both men and women uh, the opportunity equally. So I think, uh, so this is the, uh, the important aspect that we need to focus on in the future. May I, may I briefly, uh comment on this, add on this. Um, I, I agree with Khan that uh, green tech gives a lot of opportunities also for the gender dimension. I, but I would want to not just focus on the gender dimension here. And I would like to stress that green tech as such, like digitization, is neutral. And neutral means it has this opportunity, but it's at the same time blind for the changes. So it's not a self-goer. It's not necessarily that there is better jobs, that there is jobs for women, there's jobs that are less, you know, uh, physically harmful, etc. So what I think is the general tendency, and that here green tech and, and digitization go hand in hand, it is a stronger tendency of a, let's call it white colorization um, of the former blue collar work. It is a changing sectorial setting and setup. 
um, and it offers the opportunity for sustainability. But there need to be new skills. There needs to be upskilling. There, there, there needs to be training measures. And what I think is crucial for us as trade unions, and that's, that's, that goes on a global scale, we have to strive for a new form of social dialogue. Because now we are in, in, at a time where digitization, green tech are enabling us to, to, to pr produce and deliver the services that we need to survive with much less, let's call them human uh, uh, working hours glo on global scale. And the question is, how do we redistribute? How do we reshuffle this work so that everybody has the fair chance to get a proper income and then at the same time uh, to lead a proper life? And that is, that is kind of the, 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 the backside of, of this coin of green tech. It is the opportunity, but it's not a self-goer. So we as trade unions, we as human beings have the hard duty to, find, to fight for it because global capital will not give this for free. We have seen in the last 30 years, the share of uh, wages in the GDP is on global scale. And almost every major economy has gone down in order to, to change this trend and in order to make it a success story, the green tech and the digitization, we need to change these trends. And that requires a new social dialogue on national and on global scale. Okay. Well, Matthias, that was, that was inspiring and, uh, and, and comprehensive stuff. And it's really encouraging to know that the trade union movement is thinking so deeply about these, these important issues. Armel, did you want to add something? No, yeah. It was just to, I mean, to jump on both on both interventions. So, yeah, I want also to insist, as Matthias was saying, it will not be automatic that these new jobs would go to women. What we will end up maybe that we will have more jobs. I mean, we would have all these people uh, in this just transition, all the majority of men coming from these unsustainable in, um, sectors that would maybe benefit from some of the uh, displaced um, and, uh, and new jobs. And uh, so as Mathias, uh, as, as Mathias said, we need this trade union to ensure that uh, also these new jobs will create new opportunities for people facing uh, inequality today. And I wanted just to add maybe that uh, we will need to have a new uh, form of social dialogue and we will need also because green, the green tech, the digitalization is also um, uh, leading to maybe new way of also of working. And it's just to linking this with the COVID-19 uh, that we have been living with the lockdown. So we've all been faced with the increase of teleworking. And uh, our trade unions, our affiliates here in industrial, uh, we're reporting cases of uh, high stress of workers being working from home because they had to take care of the kids. And it's especially through for, for women. And, and they were being harassed at night or uh, in the late evening to meet deadlines because it's these new form of work, we are still lacking some protection. And I think trade unions should also work on this is how can trade union really ensure that uh, these workers, these crowd workers, uh, these working from, working from home would uh, benefit from a, a, a protection 
even though they are not uh, working in the same workplace, um, it will be very difficult for the trade unions to organize these disseminated workers all around the world. So it's a, it's a new challenge for the trade unions, and it's also a new challenge to create new protection uh, to ensure that the wor these workers will have the right to uh, disconnect and that uh, working hours will be will be respected. So I think it's uh, these all the, these new challenges are, uh, are challenges on which trade unions are reflecting and still need to reflect more. Thank you, Armel. Um, if all of you will forgive me, I'd actually like to throw a curveball um, because we have people watching us on, on Facebook and um, we've had someone's asked a question. And what the question relates to is, is supply chains. We've spoken about two sectors. We've spoken about um, mechanic, mechanical engineering, the machines which we're going to use, and we've spoken about IT. Um, but Glenn wants to know how does the mineral sector relate to this? Because uh, you know we're talking about, for example, the increased use of, of cobalt, um, which is going to be necessary for this green tech. But uh, are we going to find ourselves in a situation where there has to be terrible environmental degradation and uh, maybe human rights abuses in order to provide the mineral raw materials that we need for this wonderful green revolution that we're expecting or is there some kind of um how, how do the sectors relate what do we do about um about about the mineral sector and ensure that uh we have a really cross-cutting look at um, at how green tech is going to transform the whole world of work and the way that we live in a way that that leaves no one behind um i don't know who would like to volunteer to answer that challenging question well, maybe I start, and then uh, those who know better can can uh, jump on it. But uh, well, the first thing is I would I would not say that green tech is changing each and every sector. But referring to Glenn's direct question and to mineral sectors, maybe um, one of the good examples that I, I could show or talk about here is just the other day we received the message that uh, one company from the cement industry, one company from the electric generation and, and one IT company, they are putting their capabilities together. Uh, and, and that is also minerals. I mean, when we're talking about huge offshore gigantic windmills, right? Uh, what we're talking about is they need a, a concrete uh, foundation. And that is today, here they, 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 they discussed in how to make these concrete uh, foundations and and uh, how to to create them in three-dimensional printing and so here comes everything really together we have three-dimensional printing which is industry 4.0 we have green tech for the energy so we will have wind energy generator huge uh, offshore uh, 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 generators and then we have the concrete foundation and here it will be crucial that also in the cement industry we have have different approaches i mean the first of i mean there will still be limestone as as the the, the core product of cement yes in other words there will be greenhouse gas emission the question is can we reduce the greenhouse gas emission can we reuse the co2 and there are steps in this direction there are today still in 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 test phases, but there are installations to reuse the CO2, to capture the CO2. But at the same time also, um, the, 
then it comes back to mechanical engineering here it's really like a circular economy because mechanical engineering is delivering the cement kilns where we want to produce the co2 uh, uh, um, zero or close to zero cement so what happens is green tech delivers the technology for the cement industry which is processing minerals from limestone to clinker and then this is used to uh, build the foundations of a huge uh, uh, um, wind generator and and then we need the 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 uh, the all the all the installations within this machinery uh, that keep this thing going with less fri friction with less lubrication and then we need the steering processes so ICT is also involved uh, maybe that's not uh, responding all the questions that are related to this but I think it's a good example how these um, different sectors and the different processes uh, relate with each other. Uh, Matthias, thank you. I think you stepped up admirably to the challenge of that question and um, provided, used, used it as an opportunity to, to really expand the discussion and uh, um, yeah, keep us thinking about how broad this issue is and how we need to include everything. Um, it was never our intention to solve all of the world's problems in today's call. We just wanted to introduce the topic and have a bit of a discussion about some of the things that, that we'll need to look at uh, if we are going to ensure that green tech gives us a better, more sustainable world without leaving anyone behind. So I think we're going to, to end here more or less, but before we do, I'd, I'd like to hear just some final thoughts from, from each of you. and. I guess focus on what do you think is the most important thing we need to do um, in, in, in the short and medium term to get the future that we want. Uh, so try and keep your, your response focused to that and, and keep it short, keep it, what should, we, what should we do? Who wants to go first? Yeah, Amel is raising a hand. Because I've been quite disciplined in raising my hands, it's a... <laughs> <laughs> it's my turn. No, um, I think actually my conclusion will be linked with the, the question of Glenn, our director for, for minerals. I think there, for me, there would be two aspects. Uh, one is, um, I mean, in terms of gender perspective, we should really, as trade union, uh, develop this gender perspective and really get uh, desegregated data because all these changes are impacting differently men and women. And we should really analyze how this is impacting differently men and women. And it's only when we take, um, when we realize this and we take and we address these differences of impact that we could really create um, a, a, a gender equal uh, a future. And so to come back to Glenn's also comment, I think it's fundamental uh, if we want to have a better future, to really get a broader view of the, uh, the entire supply chain. Because maybe when we talk about green tech, we have this, uh, to use the word that Matthias was using, the, sec the sexy image of a nice green tech. And we will just think about these engineers uh, making um, these, these uh, machine, intelligent smart machines, but we are forgetting uh, the workers in, in the beginning or the end of the supply chain, beginning meaning in the, in the minerals, 
So, and talking about women, for example, but also men in, in small scale mining in, in very uh, appalling uh, working condition. And also at the end in the recycling part of this. And so I think if we really want to have a better future, we should really as trade union have an integrated approach also and really consider the entire supply chain to ensure that trade union rights are not only respected in the factories where we make these nice machines, but also all along the supply chain. I think that is a good point, uh, you know, that you mentioned that uh, when you think about supply chain, you know, from the mining to the energy using sector, uh, when we talk about this uh, green technology uh, heavily related to uh, renewable energy uh, sector, then the wind turbine or the solar uh, voltaic industry, they also need batteries. And these batteries to, uh, to store the electricity, which is generated by unstable wind and unstable, unstable sunlight. And this high quality battery needs high quality mining minerals, uh, which is cobalt and lithium. So, so this uh, new uh, green technology actually gives us understand how the supply chain, new supply chain will be connected in the future. And we, uh, industrial has a very uh, good position. We have the quite advanced position that we cover uh, quite all of the sector, which is related to the green technology. Uh, renewable energy sector, mechanical engineering sector, ICT electrical sector, maybe it is also related to the automobile sector. And also, uh, we also need to include the chemical sector also because chemical component is also contribute to uh, these techno uh, green technologies. And to the mining. So we cover, actually we represent all those workers, uh, you know, all the, we cover all those sectors. So we have a good opportunity to develop our strategy, to predict future and, and to set up, uh, you know, the, the new, new strategy to organize workers uh, in the new field. So uh, I think this is, uh, you know, uh, our job and also uh, we need to think about, you know, when we seize the fast growing industry around uh, green technology or maybe related to uh, industrial 4.0 technology uh, industry, uh, we sometimes see a totally new company. Maybe it's a startup company or many new uh, company, uh, the sm small and medium sized company. And they don't have, I mean, the, those workers actually, uh, the most of them are not yet organized. So this new field, uh, the fast growing field, uh, sometimes we forget about how, how to uh, strategize our organizing strategy, how to organize those workers. Uh, so uh, we actually uh, start deeply thinking about how to organize those workers in, in uh, those new companies, which newly emerging companies in the new supply chain. So uh, this is, I think, our homework to, uh, you know, think about future. But, uh, you know, I can strongly 
mentioned that you know we are the only the, uh, the global union federation who can do that maybe i can also make a very brief closing remark uh, and i i think uh, khan and amel said the most important things so i can keep it very brief i see today's discussion among us here as kind of a kickoff uh, for a more intense uh, dialogue within the global union movement and we know that we are not where we want to be yet but at least we're on our way and i think the cornerstone will be that we take the existing concept of a just transition and transfer it to the um, challenges and chances of uh, the green technology in combination with with digitization and that means for me that we are trying to get all the involved people, men and women from every country in the world, workers, blue-collar, white-collar workers on board and struggle together with them for a just transition. And the slogan might be, make green jobs good jobs. Thank you, Matthias. That is inspiring stuff indeed. And thank you, Can, and thank you, Armel, for being part of this really important discussion today. That's all we have time for. For everyone who watched or listened to this, thank you very much, and um, expect some more of some more of this in the future. Goodbye.